You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's message is an audio conversation with Jonas Yoder on prison ministry. This is part two of four. So if you have a question or comment for Jonas Yoder, press five star. There's some statistics that come from HR Ministries that I'll read to you about prison population. In 1970, fewer than 200,000 Americans were incarcerated. In 1980, 500,000 Americans were incarcerated. So in 10 years, it went from 200,000 to 500,000. 10 years later, in 1990, it doubled again. One million Americans were incarcerated. Today, there are over 2.3 million Americans in prison or jail. And if you add those on probation or parole, it comes to over 7 million. The United States has more people and a higher percentage of its population locked up than any other country. So, Jonas, why do you think that is, and why do you think the prison population is increasing? Well, there, there's obviously many factors. Uh, we live in, uh, in a broken society. Community and society in general has broken down. Um, the family unit has, has is broken down. Um, and, and so when we go to prison, it is not uncommon. Like I shared with you earlier, if an inmate is, if a father is in prison, his children are seven times more likely to go there. Uh, simply because of no father in the home, no leadership, and, and a lot of times the children are left to their own devices, and children tend to follow their father's footsteps. That is a reality. That is a biblical reality. And so it is not uncommon when we go to prison to find a, a grandfather and a father and a grandchild all in the prison, maybe not in the same prison, but they're all incarcerated. So it becomes a cycle. Um, and so that is why we see, like he shared, like Paul shared, the statistics uh, growing. The prison business in America is growing by leaps and bounds because uh, of a, a chain, if you will, of a cycle of broken families. And because father's not there for son, son ends up in trouble and he ends up going to prison too. And that cycle continues. So. Malachi Dad, uh, the purpose of that really is to break that cycle of crime. Um, you know, there's the, uh, God said in, in the Old Testament, He said He would visit the iniquities of the fathers to the children, on the children to the third and the fourth generation. And, and we see that in reality in the prison all the time. Uh, when, when, the, when somebody in that cycle does not step up to the plate, and say, I choose to repent, I choose to turn this around, then that cycle will continue. And so that's what the Malachi Dads is. We have a pledge that we uh, recite every class as a group. And in that pledge, we pledge to nurture our children and to break that cycle of crime and to be a Malachi Dad, to rebuild those relationships that have been broken and to bring those ties back together because hell is real. Hell is real for us if we don't repent. Hell is real for our children if we don't do something for them. And so as a Malachi dad, we stand in the gap. We say, 
the buck stops here. Today, we are breaking that cycle of crime. And, uh, but, uh, unfortunately, many, uh, inmates don't have yet the, the opportunity of being in Malachi Dads. Malachi Dads is spreading across Kentucky and Tennessee. Prisons calling and asking for it. It works. Um, it, it, it is awesome. Um, because, but, uh, the reality is, uh, prison business in America is absolutely exploding. Uh, like I said, many factors, but the biggest factor is breakdown in the family, uh, absent father, broken relationships. All right, if you have a question or comment, press 5 star. And if you have something to write with and want the contact information, we can give you that. So if you want to contact Jonas or HR Ministries, the phone number is 270-365-6044. That's 270-365-6044. Or if you want to write to them, HR Ministries, Post Office Box 311. The mailing address is 3445 Highway 293 North, Princeton, Kentucky, 42445. That's P.O. Box 311, the address 3445, Highway 293 North, Princeton, Kentucky, 42445. So, Jonas, what, as you deal with these all the time, explain to us what a dysfunctional relationship is and compare that to a biblical relationship and what they look like. What does a dysfunctional relationship look like and what does a biblical relationship look like? You know, I... As I think about what does a biblical relationship look like, I, I try to think of examples. I, I love examples. Uh, you know, examples give us a sounding board, if you will. And uh, so as I think about the Bible, you know, where is a good example of a good father-son relationship? And, you know, the best example I can come up with is God and Jesus. Um, you know, God the Father was in heaven. Jesus the Son was on earth. But Jesus would spend time daily communing with the Father, simply talking with the Father, uh, sharing his life struggles with the Father. And the Father was right there. It, 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 is a, it was a love relationship. Now, for, unfortunately, we live in a broken society, and there are very few really good relationships. Uh, they are there if we look for them. Um, but uh, uh, what is a dysfunctional relationship? A dysfunctional relationship is any relationship where love is missing. Uh, you know, love is absolutely essential in any relationship. When love dies out, grows cold, the relationship dies. It becomes dysfunctional, meaning it, it doesn't work anymore. Um, so love is the key. It's the grease in the wheel, if you will. If you uh, run your wagon or... Uh, or whatever it is, and your your wheel runs out of grease, it will keep, it will start squealing. Eventually, it will start screaming, and it will get hot. And eventually, if you keep running it, the bearing will go out, and eventually the wheel will fall off because it is absolutely dysfunctional. It does not work uh, without grease. And so love, I believe, is the grease in the wheel of a relationship. It has to be there. And uh, so um, why is love missing? There's many reasons why love is missing. Um, but, uh, uh, again, love is just absolutely essential part of a relationship. Yeah, and I like to just say, Jonah, someone who loves their son or their daughter is going to care about the things that their son and daughter care about, and they're going to get involved in their lives, and they're going to be there for all of their, you know, uh, highlights in life. And I'm even, I'm even thinking about 
you know, growing up, um, birthdays were huge when I was young. And, uh, you know, and then you get a little bit older and it, they're not as important anymore. But then you have your own children coming up. And I, I know several men in my life that they will, they're, they will absolutely not miss a birthday. It is, it is at the top of their list. It has to be celebrated on the day of the birthday because, and, and that is, and, and, you know, uh, it, it's taught me a lesson, I guess, just to observe that. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I think the other thing too is, I mean, we live in a day where so many couples, uh, things don't go right and so, they uh, turn on each other, and and uh, it leads to divorce, and so the children are caught in between, and that is breeding a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. I sometimes feel like we live in a world that is very, very angry, and a lot of that comes from not having a, a solid foundation growing up, not having that security in the home. And that leads to doing something with that anger on the inside. And, uh, you know, it's coming out in, in various places. People are using guns and blowing each other up to, um, you know, just maybe smaller things like stealing and, and, um, drugs, which leads to even deeper things. And it's just a, a very angry world that it's getting in a lot of trouble, and, and in the end, they end up in prison. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and also I would point out, you know, uh, again, going back to what does a biblical father-son relationship look like, uh, also think of Adam and Eve. A- God created Adam, put him in the garden, and he would come and walk and talk with Adam in the garden. It, it was a love relationship. It was a relationship that was blooming. And uh, But the unfortunate thing about it is, you know, uh, sin came into our life through Adam. And because of sin, it, it, sin is like a cancer, and it constantly eats on that, eats on relationships. And today we live in a world of, of uh, you know, broken lives, um, all kinds of voices, if you will, in this world, uh, distractions, if you will. Uh, there's so many things to get distracted by. And... Uh, the communication age, the Internet age, there are so many things out there that can be good tools, but they become, because of emptiness in people's lives, they become a distraction, and, and they get in between relationships, and they break relationships apart. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it takes t- it's too difficult to look around and find children that are affected because of the sins of their parents. Bad relationships. It's easy to mm-hmm. get mad at the kids or wish they were in jail or something, but it's good to do what you're doing and care about them. Try to break right. the cycle and get them back to God. Yeah. So you deal with a lot in the prison system, but do you notice these same kind of dysfunctional relationships just in your community and outside of prison? Yes. It, you know, it's it's a problem. You know, when we go to prison, we're dealing with a lot of people, with people from the streets primarily. But like I just shared, because of a distraction age, I guess, if you will, this problem exists in the churches. It exists in the Christian arena. Um, broken uh, and dysfunctional relationships. Uh, you know, so many young couples start out falling in love and don't understand life. They don't understand commitment. We, we There is a huge lack of commitment in our society. And 
you know, uh, a, a marriage relationship, for example, has to be built. Falling in love is the first part. That's how people get together. That's why they get married. But that's only the beginning. From there, the marriage mm-hmm. has got to be built. Um, relation, you know, two different people um, think different. They do. They have different characters. And uh, <clears throat> uh, sometimes when, you know, uh, we have this, uh, we, we say that opposites attract, and I really believe they do. Um, you know, there's sometimes we we like, uh, maybe we, uh, we are a quiet person. So if we are a quiet person, tends to be shy, we like to maybe sit close to people that can talk because it's interesting. And so we may be attracted. We may be a shy, quiet person and attracted to a talkative person and fall in love. Well, that's all well and good. But once you get into that marriage relationship, now you have a partner that likes to talk. And maybe you like to have some quiet time. And so immediately there's there's something that's got to be worked out. And, and so, like I said, the, the relationship has got to be built. There's going to be hurdles to get across. And, and these hurdles are going to have to be crossed uh, prayerfully with God's guidance and direction uh, for it to be successful. And the same way with children, something that I have noticed, uh, I'll just tell you something about myself. Uh, I'm, I consider myself a young parent. I'm uh, 36 years old. I have seven children, four boys and three girls. And so, you know, actually I, I find myself unworthy to even be talking about relationships because, you know, I'm not an older person that has the experience of, you know, dealing with uh, older children. Um, I have experience with younger children. My oldest is 13. My youngest is a year old. And so I know children well. And uh, I have learned a lot through the Malachi Dads process myself. And I've been involved now for uh, about three years. And I have learned a lot about my children and my family. I have come to appreciate my children because of it. And But one thing that I have noticed is, you know, like I said earlier, uh, sons tend to be like their fathers. They, they tend to follow in their father's footsteps. And the reality is we all have some, maybe some quirks or some uh, characteristic traits that we don't really like. You know, we have them, but we don't like it. And then maybe we see that in our child. We see that same characteristic in our child and uh, that, that we don't like. And it, it can tend to make us resentful towards that child. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.